Hey guys, Garrett Sisti here. We've got a special podcast. Jamie is out of town, but joining me at training camp was Matthew Stanley, or at least I joined him. And uh, we <laughs> we went and watched training camp today, the first day of training camp, and we are going to recap it today. Matthew, say hello to the folks. Hey guys. Uh, yeah, so we're uh, here in my hotel room. Uh, Which, by the way, when you, when you invited me back to your hotel room, I had a different idea of how this was going to go. Um, both surprised, maybe a little disappointed. I mean, you know, when you come back to somebody's hotel room and they just have a microphone set up and not a video camera, that also is a little weird. (laughs) Very weird. I just want to listen to this later. (laughs) I don't want to see it again. See, that's the whole thing. It was about theater of the mind. I thought you were a weird guy that just, (laughs) just liked to hear things. I mean, I'm, I am very, uh, I'm very audio driven. Yeah. An audiophile, if you will. (laughs) Too far? (laughs) Too far? (laughs) All right, so yeah, um, so I flew out from Denver. Uh, I got in last night around 2 in the morning. I finally got to my hotel here in Costa Mesa. And um, yeah, so today was good. Um, what was your initial impression on, let's just start with like the, the overall atmosphere. How was, how was the crowd compared to last year? Because I didn't get to come out last year. It was definitely not as crowded as last year. I think the excitement of having a new facility, you know, being up in LA for the first time, I think drew more fans in. Um, you know, maybe there's a tweet that goes out that there were, this was the highest attended training camp ever. I have no idea. But just by the eye test, it seemed like it was a little less than last year, but seemed fine. Um, you know, the practice was cool. Derwin James, just on the injury front, Derwin James in practice today, and there's only one small injury. It was Austin Roberts, the undrafted free agent tight end out of UCLA. Went down, walked off, and was out of power, but everybody else seemed fine. Yeah, everybody else looked pretty good. Um I don't know if he's hurt or if they just held him out because of the fact that he's suspended. But we did notice that um, that Corey Legit went through team drills, but then I mean, uh, in, like position drills. But then when they started the the team scrimmage portion, uh, he was not there for very many of the the team drills that we noticed. It, actually, I didn't, I didn't even notice them at all. So I don't, yeah, he he may have not participated at all in that. Yeah, I mean, either it was primarily Darius Phylon taking his spot. So yeah, that, that was interesting about uh, Corey Legit. Um, just by the eye test, there's a lot of guys, because in training camp, you know, they have lots of months to work out and uh, a lot of bodies change. I know that's a weird thing to say in your hotel room alone with you, but <laughs> bodies change and a couple guys look different. First off for me was Austin, uh, uh, was, um, Sean Colkin, not Austin Eckler. Sean Colkin, his roommate, Sean Colkin, looks like he's at at least 10 to 15 pounds. He looked huge. Yeah. He looks ginormous. He, he borderline looks like an, like Offensive lineman. Offensive lineman. Yeah. Like, he looks like a, a super jacked offensive lineman. I mean, he he's taller than everybody out there. He's thick He in the right way. Like, he, he doesn't look overweight, <laughs> uh-huh. but he's just he's, – he's really filled out. And seeing some of those plays where they had him <clears throat> lead blocking out to the wing, I mean, you see him coming at a linebacker, and the linebacker just gets swallowed up. It was – he looks big. He looks ready to go. And, yeah. um, and then there was a couple other guys, too. There were some guys that went the other way, like uh, Corey Legion we already talked about. He he looks like he's really thinned out. Like, he's usually a, you know, a big, like, bubble butt guy, um, mm-hmm. like, ba- really big in his base. He looks like he's thinned out, and uh, Isaac Rochelle looks like he's really trimmed up, um, and so that looks good, too. Yeah, I think because Rochelle was kind of a tweener in college, 
And I think because now they want him primarily as an end, they wanted him probably to lose weight and, you know, gain some speed a little bit. So not not in a bad way. He wasn't skinny, skinny, but he at least looks like he could add some speed to his frame and uh, looks like a regular defensive end now. Yeah, he looks he looks by trim. He looks now he looks more like Bosa than he looks like Legit. Legit, right. Yeah, he he, he looks more like a defensive end now. Um, And then uh, sticking on the topic of size, um, uh Kazir White looks like he belongs in that linebacker group. He did not look small or out of place. Like I know he played safety, quote unquote, in college, but and and that's you know what they read him off as when they drafted him. But he looks right at home with that linebacker group, and he spent his whole day with the linebacker group. So I I was really encouraged to see that. Yeah, I think uh, outside of the other guys that we've mentioned, maybe Dewan Hines too looked uh, looked pretty fit in that group, that mm-hmm. linebacker group as well. Yep. Yeah. So there's a lot of guys that were. Just from a size, like eye test standpoint, they were looking really good out there. Um, so let's move into some of the the meat of the practice here. So one of the things that I, I don't know if I'd say concerned me at this point, but what I thought was interesting was when the first team defense was out there, Jaleel Adai was always in the box. Uh, they rotated in three guys playing center field. It, it was Rayshon Jenkins at first, then it was uh, Des King, Des King, and then it was Jalen Watkins. Yep. And, I mean, first of all, concerning that they're putting Des King back there, I don't like that at all. But also, that brings up the question: when Derwin James comes back, what like what's going to happen there? Are they just going to have him play center field and leave Jaleel up in the box, or is there going to be some sort of rotation? Because there wasn't any rotation today. It was Jaleel in the box every single time the first team defense was out there. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens when Derwin James comes back. That rotation, you knew there'd be a rotation because nobody's fit in that spot. Nobody's nailed that down yet. And, of course, the team wants Rayshon Jenkins to take that role and run with it in camp. So he got a lot of work with the ones. The starting defense was the normal Bosa and Ingram on the ends. You've got Meanbait in the middle. We talked about Corey Legion not really being there. It was um, Darius Phylon. The two linebackers were Perryman and Jatavis Brown. And the uh, you talked about the three free safeties that were kind of roaming between Watkins, King, and Jenkins. And then Adai was a starting uh, strong safety. So uh, to start off camp, uh, Jatavis Brown starting. Kaiser White was running with the twos a lot. So mm-hmm. And then also they had Emmanuel playing the auto. So yep. so the rookies, Nuosu, Kaiser White, uh, in with group two to start camp. Yeah, Nuosu, I think, at the end of practice, got one or two snaps with the ones. Yeah. Um, but it was mostly uh, Kyle Emanuel out there. Um, it, we got a little excited earlier on because when they were doing just like linebacker specific drills, it looked like, uh, Hayes Pollard was running with the twos. I mean the threes, but then once they started team drills, it was Kaiser White and Hayes Pollard there for the twos, uh, replacing Jatavis Brown and Denzel Perryman. Um, and I, I'm glad that Jatavis got so many snaps. Like I, I hope he rebounds. Um, but he, it was nice seeing that him and Perryman out there for most of those snaps. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably going to be his job to lose anyway. Um, offensively, there wasn't a lot of changes. Obviously, Lamp wasn't out there. He was in street clothes. Michael Schoolfield taken over for him. Um, same, you know, wide receivers. Keenan Allen, uh, Tyrell Williams was in there. Travis Benjamin. Uh, Mike Williams got some work as well with the ones. But um, the the only real shakeup was the tight ends. And we saw yep. Virgil Green. But it was a rotation with the ones between Braden Bowman and Sean Colkin. Yeah, it was mostly Braden Bowman, um, uh, but Colkin did get some snaps with the ones, and they both looked good. I mean, uh, 
<clears throat> they both caught the ball well when they were doing their individual drills. I I didn't I don't think they got more than one or two targets when they were doing team drills. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they look decent in blocking, and it's it is kind of hard to judge the blocking when nobody's wearing pads because so much of that, like I know it's it's holding, but there's so much of that that is grabbing somebody by the pads and grabbing, and you just can't do that when they're in soft shells. So um, take that for what it's worth. But that you know nobody looked bad out there with the ones. And actually we were commenting multiple times that Phillip rivers had all day to throw. I mm-hmm. mean, he didn't get pressured at all that the, the first team defense did blow up a couple of the runs in the backfield, but in pass protection rivers was clean all day. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like rivers was not under duress at all today. And of course, you know, you can't hear rivers, but nobody was really in his space. There's a couple of times they got close, but rivers was always out with the ball pretty quickly. So, um, so that was good to see, obviously, uh, that the offensive line was holding up. There were a couple surprises on the first-team offensive defense. Um, Braden Bowman, obviously. But at left tackle, they put Sam Tevy in towards the end of uh, a couple reps at the end of the ones. Uh, he started at left tackle uh, in front of uh, Russell Okung. Uh, we talked about the three free safeties. Nuosu actually did get some run. Uh, you talked about that earlier. Um, uh, anybody else? Geno Smith got a couple reps. Yeah, and when Geno Smith was in there with the ones, uh, Spencer Pulley actually did get a couple snaps mm. with uh, the rest of the ones around him. So he had Feeney and Schofield on either side of him, and then um, Russell Okung and, and Barksdale on the sides. Mm-hmm. Um, so they got a couple first-team reps too. And, and of course, the, with the first team, there was a healthy rotation between Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. So right. Austin Eckler, at this point, is firmly running back number two. Definitely. And they threw Jeremy Davis in a couple times. I mentioned uh, the wide receiver group, but Jeremy Davis got some run as well and a big surprise for me is the running back Russell Hansborough who's now running back three above the seventh round pick Justin Jackson to start camp got some run with the ones was mostly twos but towards the end got sprinkled in yeah he got noticeably more snaps than Justin Jackson um it was it was a high amount I mean Jackson made the most of his snaps he had probably what was the best run of the day to the outside he Mm -hmm. had a really good run to the outside near the end of the team portion um but yeah, the, it's it was kind of surprising to see um, how many snaps he was losing there to the to to Hansborough uh, to, to, Hansburg, to yeah. an undrafted free agent. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, now, in terms of the other rookies, Justin Jones, Dylan Cantrell, and Justin Jackson, primarily all third team, like getting the last of the snaps. They weren't getting a lot of work at all. Derwin, we know, was out. Nuosu got some work with the first team. White got mostly second team. Uh, Reps, but other than that, the other rookies all buried on the depth chart. Yeah, and none of them had particularly good days, even competing against those other. I mean, which is especially concerning for um, Cantrell. For well, Cantrell and and um, and Jones. I mean, uh, yeah, because mm-hmm. he. I mean, he was the third round pick, and he was running primarily with the threes, sometimes with the fourth group, and wasn't doing a whole lot down there on the line. Um, Cantrell, though, I'm super disappointed in him. He. So I was really excited when I started watching tape of his and, and you know, looking at it. Um, but he, in the in positional drills, like one-on-ones versus um, the DBs, he went 0 for 4 on his four routes. One of them was a bad pass, but the other three hit him in the hands. He should have come down with them. And probably the most concerning thing is throughout practice, the common theme with Dylan Cantrell was that he could not beat the press to save his life. It didn't matter who was pressing him. It, I mean, he's a big guy. He's 6'3", 220-plus pounds, 
and he couldn't get off anybody. It didn't matter who was pressing him. He just couldn't, he, he didn't know how to break it. And so I, I hope, um, he, you know, reaches out to Keenan for some help because Keenan's really good at beating the press off the line. He's not, and he's not even especially big or strong. Mm-hmm. He just, he works well with his hands and with his feet. And I did notice Keenan talking to Cantrell after a couple, uh, a couple of the plays that, um, Cantrell like had drops. So hopefully that continues and he can work on it. But yeah, he, he did not have a good day at all today. Yeah, and speaking of drops, Mike Williams was uh, pretty disappointing as well. I know he, they had the hype train rolling hard into camp, but um, you know, early on had had a few good catches. He made a pretty good catch in coverage. Yeah, his one on ones he he did well, yeah. and then it all fell apart when they went to the team period. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he dropped back to back passes. One he just didn't get his head around when Philip Rivers got on the ball, and just a clear drop from a throw from Geno Smith. So uh, one guy who definitely disappointed today. Yep, and. Um... But one guy that didn't disappoint today was uh, talking to, speaking of the quarterbacks is Geno Smith. Actually, mm-hmm. he looked like the best of the rest. I mean, obviously, it's it like none of, none of these guys are even going to come close to pushing Rivers. But out of Geno Smith and Cardale Jones and Nick Shemanek, Geno he looked the best by far today. Yeah, yeah, he actually made probably the best throw of the day. Um, Geno just looked so much better than Cardale Jones. Cardale Jones has been up and down since he's been a charger. And today was one of those days where he was just pretty much down than he was up. He sailed so many balls today. He was completely inaccurate. And you saw Geno Smith completely take over the second team reps and then work his way into the first because he was so good today. So Geno Smith definitely beat out Cardell Jones in day one. Got a lot more days to go, but uh, Cardell was very disappointing. You know, I... It was like those videos I, I was telling <laughs> Stanley. It's like those Josh Allen videos where he's been sailing like screen passes and he does easy dump offs. That was Cardell Jones today. Yeah, I mean there was one play where uh, Ben Je- Ben Johnson, who's a six five tight end, ran mm-hmm. basically five yards up the field, cut left to the outside, and Cardale threw it so high that six foot five Ben Johnson couldn't reach up and even touch it. Just yeah, on, on, a, on a short route, it wasn't like a deep bomb down the field. It was a simple play. There was nobody around Ben Johnson, and he still just sailed it right over his head. It was, it was not good. He yeah. he he was all over the place with his with his placement today. Yeah, Nick Shemanek was, I think I think he got a little bit of the nerves today because everything was underneath. Everything was a dump off. Everything was somebody wide open. He made one throw in a tight window. I want to say it was to Artavis Scott or maybe it was JJ Jones, but it was over his head. He dove mm-hmm. for it, and dropped it. So the, <laughs> we didn't see much of anything from Shemanek today. Yeah, he had he had noticeably net less reps than the other three quarterbacks, um, but he didn't take advantage of his of his you know limited opportunities either because like like you said, I mean everything was a check down. It was either fullbacks out to the side or tight ends cutting underneath. It, there was there was nothing more than ten yards down the field except his final throw, and he threw it into double coverage. Yeah, um, and then while we're talking about. Um, bad things that happened uh, among the wide receivers and slash returner JJ Jones, man. He yeah, he didn't have a good day. He, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. I mean, he had he had multiple drops as a receiver, and then watching him. So it was just JJ Jones and um, Travis Benjamin back there returning punts when they were when they were practicing, uh, you know, punt coverage and punt blocking, and JJ Jones it. I would say at least 70, 75% of the punts that came his way, he either muffed or juggled. Like, he had maybe two clean catches of punt. I mean, it was enough to where I, and, you know, already the bad taste in my mouth because of how 
the Chargers, you know, punt return game has gone the last couple of years. But I mean, I, I'm ready to say, okay, who else can? <laughs> what other body can we rotate in? <laughs> and here? that's one day. That's, this experiment isn't working. <laughs> yeah, that was two hours of practice. You already like we were talking. Like he might as well just handed his helmet and pads. <laughs> yeah, <today>. just you know, <laughs> go ahead, just. Yeah, because it, it it happened early on in practice when this started, and I looked at Garrett, and I was like, yeah, they're going to ask him for his playbook, and then they're going to tell him, well, you better hurry up, because check out of the hotels at 11, so <laughs> you better haul ass over there. They weren't going to even call him an Uber. He just yeah, had to just leave. You, you need to just go. Get out. Yeah, he um, he was definitely disappointing, for sure. It, he dro- Not only that, he dropped such an easy touchdown pass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was Gino who dropped it right in his hands. Yeah, I and think he beat Major. I think it was Major that he beat. Major, yeah. Yeah, by like two or three steps. And yeah. he was in the end zone and just boof, dropped it right. It, it was one of those bucket passes right over his shoulder. And he just couldn't haul it in. Hit him, bounced right off his hands. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's no structure to this. We're just kind of giving our notes. But, you know, you mentioned Mager. He got some run as the gunner opposite Austin Eckler with the one. So did Michael Davis. So Mager is still a thing for some reason. Um, they, you know, he was kind of all over the place today. He gave up a couple catches, made a couple deflections, but uh, he was up and down. But um, the other corners, the undrafted free agents, Tony Brown, Brandon Faison, um, both pretty quiet. Uh, Faison got a penalty early on. Tony mm-hmm. Brown got smoked by Nelson Spruce. Uh, then uh, Brown recovered, got a pass deflection. But uh, two guys I was kind of keeping an eye on, hope, hoping they would kind of step up with the Jason mm-hmm. Brett injury. Um, pretty quiet today. Yeah, yeah, they were pretty quiet, um, and I didn't notice. I didn't really notice them uh, on the special teams work either. They, no, they weren't really standing out as as I mean, because they put Tony Brown out there near the end as a gunner because he's one of those fast guys, and um, so I. But I will say, in JJ Jones' defense, he had to feel punts from Shane Tripuka. <laughs> And which is a good name because I probably puked more than three times. Let's talk but about that for least. a second. Okay. <laughs> His, so, <laughs> so while the while the offense and defense were running team drills on the near field, I'm just setting this up for you guys at home who weren't there. Yeah. On the near field, You're painting a picture, uh, we get it. The yeah. offense was uh, the offense and defense were doing their thing, but on the backfield, on the far field, we start noticing balls flying through the air, and it's. It's Drew Kayser and this puke guy, and they're just <laughs> they're they're practicing kicks. And Drew Kayser is just, like, demolishing the ball. Like, it looks like they're shooting the balls out of a mortar tube. They're just <laughs> flying, like, crazy high, crazy far. And then the the camp leg steps up and kicks his ball, and it goes maybe 45 yards and, like, probably not even two-thirds of the height of Kayser's ball. And I was like, man, that, that looked really bad. And then... <laughs> And then they both kicked at the same time, and it was the most hilarious moment of camp today because at the same time, you just see these two arcs, and it was like watching a little leaguer hit a pop-up and then watching a Major League Baseball player hit a home run. It was like it was like watching Bryce Harper crank a home run at the home run. Der- it was ridiculous. It was, it was, I laughed. I literally laughed out loud. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. This guy was so bad, and so... That's part of what J.J. Jones's problem was today is he was feeling a bunch of kicks from that guy and they were so short that he was having to run up 15, 20 yards from where he started and try and catch it. Yeah. But even the ones that came to him, like there was one that he only had to move about 10 yards for and he juggled it and the the gunner was right there. Like if, if it was a live drill, he would have been demolished and it, the kicking team probably would have recovered. Yeah, he should catch everything. 
most of those kicks were 15 yards in front of him. He had to run his ass off to get it and catch it at his shoelaces. So there were a lot of tough catches for Jones. But also, I was kind of wondering if they let one of those kids that does the like catch, punt, and pass competitions, you know, the, the kid, little <laughs> leaguers, that that might have been Tripuka. But it wasn't. That was an actual NFL kicker in camp. And man, it was the kick was quite literally twice as far as Tripuka's. Like one went maybe twenty five, the other maybe went fifty. It, yeah. And by the way, Kaiser had one of the farthest kicks today in camp that I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it went it was, almost. It was probably eighty yards, and it, was it wasn't crazy. like it bounced and rolled twenty yards. Like the bounce prevented it from going in the end zone. It yeah. probably flew seventy yards through the air. It yeah. was. It was crazy. <laughs> it was. It was nuts. And also. We didn't see much of the field goal kickers kick at all. I didn't see them at all kick. No, so the, during warm-ups, they were basically simulating kickoffs a couple of times. Um, and they were kicking them through uprights, but they had the uprights like wheeled out to like the 15-yard line, and they were kicking it into the end zone so that the, the kick returners could practice catching them. But they, they, they didn't actually practice field goals today, which I thought was interesting since it's two brand new, it's two new kickers to the team. Um, and they didn't have any sort of kicking, so that was interesting. Yeah, so we have no notes or yeah. opinions on. Sturgis I know you guys are real. You guys are real bummed that we that's, don't have any kicker notes. That's why you tuned into this. But uh, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, other highlights today. I thought Trevor Williams in one on ones did really good on Travis Benjamin, and to Benjamin's credit. He probably had maybe the catch of the day, whereas in coverage, he had Casey Hayward in front of him. Jenkins was a little late coming over, but made a nice catch. No, that was Watkins. Was it? Oh, okay. Yeah, so we had the safety coming over late, Watkins coming over late, and uh, made a real good catch in coverage. Yeah, and and there was contact on that play, too. Like, Mm -hmm. Hayward hit him in the air, and he he did not land on his feet. He landed Mm -hmm. on his back, and he still came down with it. So, you know, that was a big boy play from Travis Benjamin, Mm because usually he doesn't catch those. Yeah. yeah, but him and Rivers had a pretty good connection today. They had two really deep bombs that Rivers dropped it in perfectly, and Travis came away with it. So that was really nice to see. Um, and speaking of Watkins, real quick, I mean, he out out of the three, he performed the worst in that free safety rotation today. He had two. He gave up two of the three deep passes of the day because he was late coming over the top uh, to provide help, and it was. It was just bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe if there was pads, he he was he was there in time to have like made a hit, uh, but he was not in time to try and make any kind of play on the ball or, or deflect the pass or anything. So, yeah, um, Jenkins was that other one. Um, yep, who's a little late coming over? Who was just fine? I mean, nothing really went his way other than that big catch he gave up. There wasn't much to talk about with Rayshon, yep. either with Des either. No. Uh, none of them really got much work. No balls thrown Des way for sure. Um, only one thrown to Rayshon and he gave up a, a pretty big completion. And uh, Watkins gave up two big ones. But other than that, free safeties didn't get a ton of work. It seemed like there was more running than passing in the team period. I, I feel mm-hmm. like there was a lot of handoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, which was interesting because they're not in pads, so like I don't know how much value you're getting out of that. Got to do it. Um, but yeah, that not not a whole lot to speak of. Like it, in one on ones, Des King got turned around pretty bad mm, on one yeah. play. Yeah. Um, was that Artavis Scott who did that to him? Uh, no, it was the other undrafted. Um, no, it wasn't. I don't. Have we'll a list in we'll front find of the it. name yeah. later. But yeah. Um, but speaking of Artavis Scott, real quick, I, I knew I wanted to bring his name back up again. He actually had a really good day. Like they, they've been kind of like hyping him all off season, saying that he's been looking well, uh, look, like look, doing well in practice and looking good. And and to me, he did. Like he looked good as a gunner. 
Um, and he looked pretty dang good catching the ball. He caught everything that went his way. He didn't have any, he was one of the few receivers that didn't have any drops on the day. Um, and one of them would have gone for a touchdown. So he, it was Andre Patton is the name. Oh, Patton. Gotta, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but it, for the most part, everybody looked good. Um, in one-on-ones there was there was some good competition between a lot of the guys uh the the fun part was at the beginning uh casey hayward on keenan allen their first rep casey had perfect coverage knocked the ball away and then on the next play keenan got his revenge and just as keenan does ran a perfect like 12 yard comeback and casey hayward was like seven yards from him when he got the ball it was it was such good work yeah he got so much separation on that they yeah they went back and forth that was really cool casey hayward had the one interception the one turnover today which was Um, thrown by cardell jones yeah (laughs) shocker very underthrown ball super underthrown because tyrell had him beat tyrell had five or six steps on him yeah and it was so underthrown that casey hayward was able to go up and take the interception (laughs) It was yeah, bad. No, yeah, that was not good. Um, Nuosu had a pretty good play on a blitz uh, off the edge, got in Cardell's face, almost got one of those patented pass deflections that he got in college. And uh, another really good play was a run, was it a screen or a run to the outside where both uh, Isaac Rochelle and Damian Square chased him to the sideline? Yep, it was a screen to yeah. Melvin Gordon, and Damian Square had some bursts that I've never seen before. <laughs> he chased down Melvin Gordon from behind yeah. uh, on this screen. Um, and the, yeah, that play was really good. They collapsed really fast and really hard. Yeah, and that I mean, yeah. So there was a there was a lot of good things that came out today. Not a ton bad, some bad. Not no injuries, but um, I think that's all I I have. Unless you got anything else? No, I mean it, it was a fun. It was you know fun atmosphere. Um, the the DJ this year is way better. They actually <laughs> hired a DJ. I know. It, you guys are used to it. like Garrett always comments on the music at yeah, camp. It's terrible, and because it's been awful. But yeah, I, I was jamming through the whole practice today. That they had a really good, really, really good playlist going. Yeah, it, it was a real mix, a real DJ. Um, you know, we heard some scratching in between a couple songs, which was great. A couple good segues, but um, you know, usually it was Ricky Henny's iPod, I'm sure, <laughs> yeah. or Zune or whatever <laughs> I, Ricky Henny has on shuffle, and they just have songs fading in and out, and they're kind of mostly outdated. But, uh, yeah, it was very good. And um, one other thing we didn't mention about the returns at the beginning, which was kind of funny, had Denzel Perryman and Melvin Ingram take a couple punts back there, which is great. I mean, put them before J.J. Jones as far as I'm concerned now. Yeah, uh, let's let's rotate Melvin Ingram in there. I mean, he (laughs) he did run that fake punt – I mean, that fake kick for a touchdown in college, so you never know. Yeah, so, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, I don't know if there's anybody else to cover – no, I think that was pretty much it. I mean, today was pretty straightforward. We we spent a lot of time looking at the wide receivers, the tight ends, and the defensive backs because I, I feel like that's where like a lot of the big questions were. Um, so and we wanted to see where guys were shaking out. Um, I think tomorrow I, I'm going to try and focus a little more on the the stuff in the trenches and see how guys are looking. I, I don't know if they're practicing in pads tomorrow or if it's soft shells again. I, I would probably assume it's soft shells again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll probably look, look down cause I wanted to see more of like the undrafted free agents. Like I wanted to see how Steven Richardson was looking. Um, and didn't get a lot from Ben Johnson or Dewan Hines really. I mean, Dewan Hines looked mm-hmm. good, um, in, uh, you know, the body shape, but, uh, we didn't really see him play a ton. Uh, Ben Johnson was a guy I really wanted to keep an eye on. He didn't really get a ton of work. Um, 
that yeah, I think uh, there's a couple guys you want to uh, watch out for tomorrow. And I just got a uh, tweet that there were seven thousand people that came out tonight. So okay. uh, or at least I today, can, I can see that. Well, so that's pretty much it for me. I was just just kind of scrolling through my notes. Yeah, that's that's pretty much everything that happened today. Yeah, I, actually, I think one thing that'll be interesting tomorrow. Um, one thing we started noticing early on is there was a lot of divots happening uh, from like the the turf getting torn up from cleats like really early on in practice, um, and so it'll be interesting to see how that progressed because we noticed Denzel Perryman fell on one of the linebacker drills because um, the mm-hmm. turf just kind of gave way and the yeah. one of the ground screw guys was looking at it like every time they'd clear off the field he'd be out there looking at it so um, that'll be interesting to see how that progresses because. Uh, you know, day one of camp to have the turf already starting to come up is probably not a good thing. Yep, and if you're keeping track, no Gates today. No Antonio Gates. Yeah, Antonio Gates was not there. Oh, and and uh, the other thing I forgot to mention is for those of you that pay attention, uh, the offensive linemen were still practicing without knee braces, um, which has been kind of like argued about on Twitter because I know like everybody was like, well, why don't they like the Cowboys do it and they almost never have offensive mm-hmm. line injuries. Um, and we already lost Forrest Lamp last year. Um, so it, it was interesting to see. I, I don't think I saw – in fact, Forrest Lamp on the sideline was, I think, the only offensive lineman I saw with the knee brace. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of interesting that they still haven't, you know, even looked at trying that. Um, yeah. I know it's not the most comfortable thing, but it's safe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you want to take as much pressure off those joints as you can. And, um, you know, there was an article that basically says that if – you know, the more you practice with it, the more let, or at least the less banged up you are going into practice. Cause you have that relief during the week. So, um, there is a case that offensive linemen should be practicing with it, but the chargers are not never have, as far as I'm concerned. I, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't think they've ever done that. Um, but you know, we'll see how that goes going forward. Yeah. It is definitely a uh, touching point among the offensive line community for sure. All right. But yeah, so I think that's it. Um, so I am, uh, I will be going tomorrow, and um, what about you, Gary? You I don't know. Home? I have no idea. I might be going. I might not. But, um, yeah, um, if you are, make sure you go out and see Matthew Stanley. He'd love to give you a big high five and a, maybe even a hug. I, I do give out. I am known to give out hugs sometimes. And if you're lucky, he might just invite you back to his hotel room. <laughs> Where I have my microphone set up to record sounds. <laughs> so follow math Matt Matthew Stanley, not not Mathly, as I was just about to call you. <laughs> which I, I actually kinda like. But Matthew Stanley is at Bullfan in Denver. Yep. I'm at Gary Sissy on Twitter. Um we've got updates there too if you want to check out a written version of this and you're not just an audio file like Matthew Stanley. Um but thanks for listening and we will see you next time. Hello. I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.